Welcome back to Movies That Matter. I'm your host, Chris Flaherty. Thank you for joining us. And as award season approaches, we are talking about a movie that will probably still be fresh on the minds of many Academy and Golden Globe and Critics' Choice and Teen Choice and Kids' Choice Awards voters out there. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about Barbie, and Liz is back. Woo! Welcome back, Liz. Thank you for having me back. Liz Gillespie, the Always one, pleasure. the only, the UC Davis biomedical engineer major class of 2025. That's not a real year. Definitely not next year. Can't prove that. And a legend among the BCAT network. Woo! Thank you, as always, for coming back for an episode during your uh, school breaks. It's a highlight when I come home. Thank you. I was a little scared this year that I wasn't going to get it in. but We I, got it in. But we got it. Under the wire. We're here. Under <laughs> the wire. All right, so we're talking about Barbie. Uh, take it away, Liz. Tell us what Barbie's about. Barbie, I'm sure you saw it this summer, but in case you didn't, it's... I didn't. What? No, I did. <laughs> we saw it together. I know, yeah. Yeah, we saw it. <laughs> so, Barbie tells the story of... Barbie land. And so you have all of these Barbies that live in peace and harmony. They're all happy with each other. They've Mm -hmm. got the Kens. They've got the Barbies and Alan. But no one knows why he's there. He's just Alan. Yeah. But one day, one of the Barbies, Margot Robbie, Mm -hmm. comes to a realization or kind of an existential crisis of sorts that just thinks about dying, isn't quite sure what's going on, mm-hmm. and she realizes that she needs to go to the the human world, mm-hmm. as told to her by Weird Barbie, yeah. and <laughs> she needs to go to the real world, find out why she's thinking like this, where mm-hmm. she finds America Ferreira and her daughter, mm-hmm. while they are struggling with their own kind of where they fit in, and mm-hmm. some, some chaos ensues trying to get Barbie back to Barbie land, and they find out, and Ken has his own... Kind of Ken has his journey. Ken has an all has a different existential crisis. Yeah, where he kind of realizes what masculinity is and mm-hmm. patriarchy. Patriarchy, mm-hmm. where Barbie Land is this highly feminized, very pink, led by Barbie, and the Kens are kind of the second class group who just mm-hmm. kind of exist there. Yeah, and he finds out in the real world that it's the other way around and. He, he wants a little taste of that for himself back in Barbie land. So he, he brings it back, and Barbie's got to come together and figure out their their position and make their stand. Yeah, they get a reality check when they go in the real world. Yes. Because Barbie, it's funny, Barbie thinks that they've done so much good to help the world. Yeah. And then she gets out there, and then it's like, oh, wrong. Doesn't realize that she... The world that she's living in in Barbie Land, all the Barbies fill the the male positions where they're construction workers and pilots and and the president and yeah. thinks that oh since we were were created we've kind of set the standard for now women can do these things and she gets into the real world and is like those are not women yeah. that's feminism and or uh, not feminism. Femininity and masculinity are, are are swapped, and yeah, yeah. they haven't done as much good as mm-hmm. she intended or thought that they had done in yeah. her in what Barbie Land meant to her. Yeah, and Sasha, the daughter, calls her a fascist. <laughs> that was a great scene. And she doesn't control the railroads or the flow of Congress. That was a good line. That was so good. I love that line. It was just so out of left field. I wasn't mm. prepared for that one. Mm-hmm. That was one thing with this movie that I wasn't prepared for. I didn't realize it was going to be as funny as it was. No. I, yeah. I 
there were so many lines, even just related to having an existential crisis, that just made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. The commercial in the middle of it for Depression Barbie <laughs> that ends with panic attacks and OCD sold separately, that got me to laugh out loud. I was <laughs> so not prepared for that. That was a good one. Um, I already know how you saw the film, or how you, the first time yeah. you watched it. Yeah, that's right. We yep. were there. Yep. Uh, we went together. Yep. Um, Jolie was late. Call yep. up for Jolie. Jolie and her mom. How dare they? Ashley, my fiance was late too. She was working though. No, she wasn't. Was, oh, she got stuck in traffic. Oh, yeah. that's also valid. Jolie, we were Dawn early just though. Forgot what time to be there. We were there. <laughs> we were there. We were, we were ready. There. We were all there. <laughs> and you said you saw it twice. I did. I saw it twice. I saw it for. So I think it was I saw. A bunch of things on Instagram that were like, you have to, you have to take your boyfriends to this. You have to uh, make sure that they're on board with all of this as well. And so, <laughs> when I went to see, uh, when I went to go see my boyfriend over the summer, um, I we you were trying to see. It. You took him to see it. I yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. We were trying to figure out something to do one day, and I was like, at some point, I'm gonna make you see Barbie with me, mm-hmm. just to kind of man check him a little bit. And he just man goes check him. And I was like, and he was just like, let's go today. And I was like. Your idea, not mine. Love to see it. And? How'd it go? He liked it. He thought it was very good. good. And we talked about it for the rest of the day. So mm-hmm. he, he definitely enjoyed it himself. Yeah. I took my mom to see it after we saw it with the whole group. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom didn't like it that much. <laughs> she thought it was it was a little too wacky for her. But that's, that's fine. That's understandable. She got the message. That's I, what's important. I think my parents thought the same thing. Where they were like, we like it, but it's not exactly what we would go to a theater to see, but yeah. they uh, liked the fact that it existed. Yeah. I mean, did you ever have Barbies growing up? I don't think I was a huge Barbie kid. I think I had a couple, okay. but I don't think I used them that much. I mm-hmm. wasn't a huge doll fan. All right. But I had, what, I don't even remember what it was that I primarily played with the most, but I do remember having some. Okay. Like I couldn't, I wasn't in the movie going like, oh, I had that one. I had that one. Because yeah. I don't remember. Because they I... weren't like... My sentimental toy. Yeah. But I do remember having them. Okay. I had seven. <laughs> no, I did not have Barbies. I had every Ken. <laughs> every, yeah, I had I had seven Allen dolls. <laughs> Whoa. No. Um, so what stuck out to you the first time you saw this? Um, I, the first time I saw it, I distinctly remember uh, just being impressed by the production of the whole thing, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Or, well, there's a lot of things that stood out to me, but I think the production of it was what stood out to me the most. Because I remember reading, uh, or not reading, but but first and foremost, the marketing of this movie was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of like hype and expectation about it, and so I kind of went into the movie thinking... I hope this is as good as I want it to be. Yeah. Like, I really have, like, this kind of high expectation for it. But I think every aspect of it came together really well. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I was going to say when I was reading was, like, they made a world crisis in pink paint shortage. Yes, they did. Because of how much pink paint they used for yeah. it. And so I, even in, like, the first, like, initial scenes of them opening Barbie Land and just kind of how well produced they made this, like, doll land, mm-hmm. it, was ju- it was just so kind of well put together, I thought. Yeah. And kind of just the Lizzo song on top of it, walking Margot Robbie through her day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of just how, like, happy she is and how she's waving to everybody. And mm-hmm. it just kind of all, I was like, this is all coming together so well. Like, this yeah. is just very beautiful. Like, they made the, this doll land, like... 
like really feel like you're in a doll land. Yeah, and it's most of it was practical. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice. Which I thought was a really good choice. Yeah, like if you tried to CG that, I think it would have looked a little less authentic. Mm-hmm. But I think having the authentic look behind it really added to kind of the uh, appeal of everything. Yeah. And actually, one thing that um, Finn pointed out to me when I went to go see it was, you know the um, the boardwalk in L.A. that they come out to? Yes. He lives really close to that, actually. Oh, okay. He says, he says that he goes and skates there sometimes. Nice. So he was like, I could have been an extra in this movie unintentionally. Could have. And I was like, damn it. Or rollerblading. It, <laughs> there was a lot of rollerbladers ro- over there. He does rollerblade, too. Oh, okay. So he could have done that. There you go. But uh, he missed out. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's too bad. Yeah. But even just, like, I think, um, like, um, the costuming as well, like, the music, yeah. costuming, practical effects, I was like, wow, they really, Greta Gerwig really put, like, so much attention to detail right. into everything here. Yeah. And that was, like, one of the first things I thought. I was mm-hmm. like, this is a beautiful spectacle, if yeah. nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing, like, some memes about the Mojo Dojo Casa House in advance, Oh, did you? Okay. I don't. Rem- I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a competitor. That's what I. Okay. That's what I thought of in my head. So I was like, "Oh, there's," because I think the first thing I thought of when I saw it, I, was, I might have misread it as Mojo Jojo Casa House. So I thought they were making a staff at the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, they're gonna get them Powerpuff Girls. Because <laughs> then the Powerpuff Girls are selling uh, these toys that are now competing with Barbie, and that like threatens the idea of Barbie Land. That well, was a thought. That's a movie right there. That's what I thought of when I first saw the idea of a Mojo to- Mojo Jojo Casa House. <laughs> I was like, that's... Never going to say it right now. I was like, that's an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. That, and so when... I, I remember when Ken said, this is my Mojo Dojo Casa House for the first time. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what this is. <laughs> nice. So it, and it was, um, like, even just plot-wise, a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Like, okay. I realized that it was going to be definitely one very powerful feminist message, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how exactly they were going to present it. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that I was very curious about going into it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just going to be like, oh, we all love each other. This is going to be a big acceptance thing. And But I wasn't expecting for Ken to be the antagonist of the movie. Right. That was something that I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Whoa. That was a shocker. Hold on. Not not and not a villain, but definitely an antagonist. But yeah, I use antagonist very specifically. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's he's not a villain. He's just kind of he's just making her life a little harder. Yeah. A little bit. I as a man, I kind of felt for him a little bit. Yeah. But I also know that he wasn't doing the right thing. Exactly. I think that like one of the things that was really well done about it was how, again, the attention to detail where it was like, okay, it's not just, like, this over-the-top idea of masculinity just being like, ooh, like, we have to be the ones in charge. We have to, but it was just like the, like, we just want, like, attention. We want some equality. We want to yeah. be seen. And, like, the, the idea that all of us, no matter what section we're in, and I know that this movie takes it more in a matter of, of gender, but like it can be applied to uh, any sort of races and any sort of like, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gender? Marginalized. Groups. Marginal- That's what okay. I was trying to think of. Where it's like everyone just wants to be accepted. They want to have mm-hmm. some attention brought to them. They don't want to just be seen as the lower. Yeah. And that's like kind of what this movie is. It's not saying like the, oh, feminism good, masculinity bad. Mm-hmm. It does use that, but to show off the idea of, we all just want our attention. We want our part. 
Yeah. Not just like a, oh, well, this group is good, this group is bad yeah. type of deal. Mm-hmm. They use that as kind of a, to show off how stupid the idea is anyway. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about finding the value in the self Yeah, in a way, yeah. Because we were just watching the clip where she breaks down crying, saying she's not special and stuff. Yeah. And then that leads into America for Hours' big speech. And then, yeah, like she's stereotypical Barbie. She's not like the Dr. Barbie or the President Barbie or I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. Um, DJ. There was like a DJ. No- Nobel Prize winning physicist Nobel Barbie. Nobel Prize winning physicist Barbie, yeah. Uh, there, yeah, there's so many of just like the different. Uh, I think one, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Um, one thing about this movie to continue both conversations there mm-hmm. was that at the end of the day one of the th- things that this movie got kind of villainized for was being like a, oh it's a feminist piece so you know mm-hmm. some people are going to tear it down but it, it is a feminist movie but at the end of the day it's a self-worth movie Yeah, that's really what the movie is because mm-hmm. it's Barbie wants her self-worth Ken wants his self-worth. Yeah. Uh, I'm forgetting her name, but America Ferreira's character is looking for her self-worth. Gloria? Yes, I think yeah, so. Gloria. Gloria. Sasha's the daughter. Gloria's the mother. Yes. Someone will correct us. I'm pretty sure you are right, though. I'm pretty okay. sure it is Gloria. Yeah. But it's like all of them just want to fight. You could even make the argument for Will Ferrell as the Mattel president just trying to find his self-worth. He wants to find his place. You can make the argument for any of these characters. He's just trying to do his job. Exactly. Man. He's he's not trying to do wrong by anyone. He's just trying to find his place. And yeah. at the end of the day, what's more be finding yourself worth than finding your place? Yeah. No, and and that's what Barbara does at the end of the movie. Exactly. She finds out that she's kind of outgrown the idea of what a Barbie is and how yeah. she can find herself better by mm-hmm. being a real person in the real world. Yeah. And going to a gynecologist. Oh, you said it. You said it. <laughs> I had to. 14 minutes in. I just want to make note of that. Okay. Yep. No, no, I don't have to censor that. Do I? No. It's not a swear. No. It's a profession. Well, I swear. It's a profession. It's a thing. Yeah. I just remember, like, that's the last line of the movie. Okay. Oh, my. That threw me so hard. I... <laughs> and it just, it, like, smash cut to the credits. The and it's like that pop song. And I'm just like... I, you probably heard me like do like the defeated like wheeze. Like, I think so because yeah. the first joke that I made to you was they pulled a Kingsman on us. Yeah, <laughs> that was the joke that I made immediately afterwards. I'm like, no. Yeah, they're gonna end it like that. I'm like, wow. Okay. Sure. Why sure. not? If it works for somebody, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, and we were talking about self worth and stuff, and then we have Ken, who his self worth for a lot of the movies defined by his relationship with Barbie. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of at the end, like, he has to realize that, like, no, like, your worth comes from you, yeah. not your relationships with other people. Exactly. It's finding your your self-worth. Yeah. It's not finding your worth, because mm-hmm. you can think of your worth as, like, a, oh, my worth to this podcast is being a good guest. My Co-host, worth- co-producer. <laughs> Everything. Yes. <laughs> My worth, like you could like just define your worth as anything, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what's your self worth? What do you mean yeah. to yourself? Are you enough? I don't know because I don't have the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that really is like a really. I think that was an awesome just like tagline to have for the end yeah. of it. Like even because even that's not Barbie. That's Ken. You've given yeah. your you've given the worth to both of these characters at the end. Like, mm-hmm. and I thought the the scene at the end where the president is like, well, of course. Barbie gets Ken, and everyone's just like, no. No. we Nope. 
we've, we've learned that that's not what we're we've doing. We've gone here. on a two-hour journey here to yeah. show that Barbie is her own person with her own thoughts, her own opinions, her mm-hmm. own ideas on the world. Mm-hmm. And you've shown that Ken is kind of tired of living in the shadow of Barbie. Mm-hmm. So for if you were just to give Barbie Ken that kind of just stereotypical relationship at the end, you've kind of just broken down the worth of the movie. Yeah. You've kind of taken away the value of Barbie's her own person. Okay, she ends up, you've given her the man at the end. Mm-hmm. Ken goes on this journey of not living in Barbie's shadow anymore, mm-hmm. so he's living with Barbie. Yeah. Like, that kind of just defies what the movie's about. And yeah. I think making that split, making that difference of there, mm-hmm. you have Barbie yeah. and Ken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's Barbie and Ken. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the scene that I was trying to think of. It's like... That it's, that's exactly yeah. what it is. You even even take that out into the real world. You can have that for just anyone. Yeah. You are your own person. Mm-hmm. You're not defined by the just the person that you're standing next to at all times. Yeah, or the, the roles that society puts on us. Exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a balancing act at, at first, like, because the Barbies or the Kens live to serve the Barbies in a way. Yep. And then Ken goes into the real world and then, like, he takes it in the complete opposite direction. And then by the end of the movie, they're like, no, like... We yep. all have our own thing to do. I remember yeah. uh, when the movie was announced, I remember telling Katie, my roommate, that we wanted to see it at the same time because we mm. were in different states at the time. So we're like, we're going to go see it at the exact same time. We're not going to see did it together. We co- did you coordinate that? We did, yeah. Nice. So she saw it with us in spirit. Wow. So Even like the same exact time. Yep. Like, wow. With time zone difference. With time zone difference. So we saw it at like, what, 7? So she Probably went Probably like a 7 o'clock showing. So yeah, she went at 4. That's crazy. So we, I, we made sure that we went at the same time. That's good friendship right there. Yeah. Yeah. We made a plan here. Wow. And so... Keep that in mind for when you have to phone in for your next episode. <laughs> Happily. Yeah. So we, when we were coordinating it, we walked out and we were sharing our opinions with each mm-hmm. other while we were walking out. And she yeah. was talking about how, um, like, one of the things that really moved her was just at the beginning seeing all the different Barbies in the different roles. Yeah. How it's just like, okay, so this Barbie's a physicist, this Barbie's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Just seeing all the different positions that mm-hmm. everybody was in. And the, one of the, the things that I, the reason why I remember this right now was I vividly remember she was just like, I teared up, I was crying. And I was like, so right in she, the beginning. Right at the beginning. Wow. And what made me think of that was, so as listeners, you know how I feel about Guardians 3 at this point. Yeah, you should. So. I have no problems with saying that Guardians 3 is the movie that has absolutely broken me down the most crying. <laughs> Embarrassingly that, it's enough. It's the most. The most. Dis- okay. Definitively. I've never cried more in a movie than I've cried at Guardians 3, I think. Wow. Uh, but that was also a movie that I cried right at the beginning. And so when she said that, I was thinking about the difference between like what made us cry. And so she, I, I wrote out like a really funny text. I was like, what makes us cry? Katie, the idea that we are our own individual people, not defined by... Uh, <laughs> Uh, defined by the people around us and how we can fill the roles that we want to. Liz, raccoon got hurt. <laughs> well, implied raccoon gonna get hurt. <laughs> Baby raccoon gonna get hurt. Baby raccoon got hurt. <laughs> cue, I was uh, like... cue creep by, uh, oh my, oh my god. Radiohead. Thank you. Got you. Thank you. Saved it. Got you. 
But yeah, I was like, I can make that into just like a funny thing, making fun of myself for that. But it was like, yeah, you you can see how well that like moves people. Yeah. The idea of just like, you're not defined by other people. You even just being able to see on screen, mm-hmm. a woman standing in a position. I can't imagine the amount of people that saw Madam President Barbie, mm-hmm. a woman of color and just in a position where everyone takes her seriously, yeah. where she's standing proud, tall. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the amount of like power that that has for someone. Yeah, that's no, for in, sure. that's got to be incredible. Yeah, and I think that even the doll, the doll itself, probably had that effect. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I again, like I said, I wasn't a huge Barbie kid, but mm-hmm. like now thinking about it, is in my 20s, just. The, having the ability to be like, I want to be this when I grow up, there's a doll for it showing that a woman can do it. Mm-hmm. That's That's got to be awesome. Yeah. That's that's such a good feeling for it. Representation matters. Yeah, no, it does. Absolutely. This yeah. movie is, is such a good... One of the um, things that I remember was... Um, and I actually didn't realize this until well after the movie. One of the Barbies... One of the main Barbies is transgender. I didn't know yes. that mm-hmm. until well after seeing the movie. And the reason I even found that out was because Ben Shapiro was just on Twitter being mad about it. It's called X, Liz. Oh, my bad. Sorry to dead name it. <laughs> anyway, continue. But I, I remember seeing him just, like, being crabby about this. And I was like, He's first of all. crabby about anything. That's true. But I was thinking, okay, first of all, if somebody, if an average viewer didn't realize that she was transgender, mm-hmm. why does it matter? Right. And if you do know it's transgender... That is a, probably a very good thing to those who are realizing themselves in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, like again, for if it doesn't, if it means like less personally to you, mm-hmm. then you're just like, I have no problem with what's going on here. You have to go out of your way to realize that there is just even anything to criticize with that. Mm-hmm. It's like, how crabby do you have to be to find a problem with that? Yeah, and it's not. It's just a woman living her life. Not even. It's not even like in her. In your face in the movie. Exactly. It's it's just a character. It's not a plot point whatsoever. Yeah. I found out because he was mad about it. Yeah. Like, you... That's so rude. Why does he have to be... I I don't want (laughs) to... We'll we'll get off the topic. I'm going to come after him now, right? (laughs) Well, yeah. We'll get off the topic before it gets, like, too heated. But I just remember being like, now that I know that that is in the movie, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really cool to see a transgender woman just being treated as a woman. Yeah. Just in a place where that is just accepted and cool. Yeah. Or even, like, we're talking about, you know, representation and diversity in the cast. Uh, One of the major Kens is Seema Liu. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, two of the other, I don't remember their names. No, it's... Um... He's not in Bridgerton. I remember you guys corrected me on this. The oh, oh, I know, I know which guy you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have, well, we have a Barbie who's a man of color. Yep. There's yeah. multiple Barbies, uh, Barbies and Kens of color. There's many that are the actors are mm. members of the LGBT community. There yeah. is so much. There are so many sex ed characters. Yeah. <laughs> What's the? Not that that has anything to do no, with this. I mean. What's the one where it's like you move the hand down and then the I don't no never mind Skipper it was Skipper something oh yeah 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 yep, I know what you're talking about yeah we'll okay move past that one okay um, here's a fun fact for you you remember um, Midge was it Midge or Marge like the pregnant doll the Midge yeah 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 do you know who that was wasn't her um, isn't that the the promising young woman director yes yes it's Emerald Fennel 
That, writer and director of uh, Promising Young Woman. That took me out so hard when I found that out. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. That's it crazy. Is. Yeah. Her and Greta Gerwig are pals. That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of love that. Also, side note, um, I hear Saltburn is the new movie from her. Apparently, that is wild. Oh, I read the whole synopsis of that on Wikipedia. Yeah. Because uh, Finn told me he saw it. And I was like, isn't that movie crazy? And I read the synopsis for it. I'm like, oh, my God. I hope you didn't watch that with your family. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and I, I saw Poor Things, so. <laughs> Have yet to see that one. We'll hold off on that one. Don't right watch now. that one with your family. 2023, the year of a couple of crazy movies. Actually, Poor Things would be an interesting double feature with Barbie, I feel. Oh, I f- yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably. I mean, because it's The story about... of two women being brought into the real world, world for the first time. Yeah, and it's about, like, you know, becoming, like, I mean, it's almost like a Pinocchio story where Barbie becomes a real girl at the end and figure out what it means to be, you know, yeah. a real person and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember Barbie? We were talking... This... Yeah, let's talk Remember... about Barbie. Let's talk about Barbie. <laughs> um, yeah, so we talked about the story, character's journey. Uh, so any favorite scenes or moments from this film? Oh, absolutely. There's there's so many. Um, Let's see. I, one of the things that I, one of the scenes that I loved, and this was actually two scenes, but they parallel each other, was the beginning scene, mm-hmm. where she's waking up, she's getting her toast, she's taking her shower, mm-hmm. and then the parallel scene after she starts having the crisis, where everything just kind of starts going wrong for her. Yeah. I think that that, the, every little touch that they did in that, were making yeah. everything kind of parallel to each other, even having the Lizzo song, having with, like, the, the Lizzo lyrics. song, like, pee, panic. Yeah, exactly. Hi, I'm scared. I love that, like, that decision of just, mm-hmm. like, a, okay, you're in Barbie land. Everything's great. Yeah. Okay, you're in Barbie land. Is this really where you want to be? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is this is this as perfect as you think it is? Ooh. <laughs> it, it adds, like, it's comedic, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. it, but it also kind of gives you, like, a kind of a sense of the edge that the movie's going to go towards. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that I, I always love, like, when movies do kind of parallel stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Weird, like, v- again, just minor tangent. One of my favorite things in the holdovers that they did. <laughs> again. <laughs> what a to- skip. Total tangent, but I'll come back to it. Yeah. This is such a little small detail, but I kind of loved it. The first time that Paul Giamatti and the kid leave the restaurant, they're walking really far behind each other, and it's just, a, like, a pan shot of the two of them following each other. Uh-huh. And then the next time that it ever does a pan shot of the two of them, they're walking next to each other back to a car, showing that they've come back, that they've kind of come to a relationship with friends. Okay. I don't think I know. I don't think I noticed that. I don't remember exactly the times in the movie that they do it, but it does it twice where there's one time where they're following each other far behind each other and just yelling at each other. And then the next time they're walking together as friends. I remember that they're at a bar with like getting burgers and a beer. And then I remember the Chateau. Yep. Shout out to the Chateau. <laughs> but yeah, very quick side change, but yep. just like proof that I love watching like little parallel things that show yeah. character development. Sure. I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, But I think that that's like a really just like very interesting like touch scene, stuff mm. like that. Um, let's see. What's another, another good one off the top of the head? Can we talk about Weird Barbie for oh, a second? Oh, absolutely. 100%. The concept of Weird Barbie to me was absolutely genius. I That really is. Like, I'm so glad that they thought of that. Because, I, like, once you see her, you're like, yeah. You're like, like, I know exactly what I'm like, at here. Every, like, female friend that I knew when I was younger had a Barbie doll that they absolutely destroyed. Yep. So that was I, perfect. I don't remember if I had a weird Barbie myself, but I remember washing a Barbie at one of my friends' houses once. Oh, where we gave it a bath. That's in a the weird sink. Barbie right there. We made a weird Barbie that day. You made so a weird I, Barbie that day. I don't remember if I had one myself, but mm-hmm. I know that I've been involved in the creation of one before. Nice. <laughs> 
great. I I don't know why, but I love the, just the um, the quote, um, and I smell like basement. <laughs> Cla- that's a weird Barbie. That's such a weird like that's just such a well delivered line by Kate McKinnon. Also, Kate McKinnon was the perfect person. For Kate weird McKinnon Barbie. was great for that. Uh, such a good choice. Yeah. But I love that. Just like, I'm in the splits and I smell like basement. Mm-hmm. She's like, yep, you know that that Barbie got thrown aside into some mildew and has not been seen since. Oh, yuck. But that's, it, that was perfect. And I think kind of weird Barbie being the knowledgeable one, too. Kind of. Oh, because she's seen some stuff. Yeah, she's seen some stuff. Yeah, she's been through it. Yeah, so she knows what the real world's like. She knows she's dealt with it. <laughs> but, like, there's such a weird idea to come up with. But it so works for Weird Barbie. It does. It's perfect. It's a great just bridge between the real world and Barbie Land as well. Yeah. It's just and one of um, I know the marketing for this movie is incredible, but I remember seeing um, a thing that Mattel was going to sell Weird Barbies, and I went, "Nope, wrong. Not a Weird That's Barbie. That's not how it works. Not a Weird Barbie. It's not how this works. You, you got to make, make your own Weird Barbie. Nope, you cannot sell a Weird Barbie. That's not how this works. Yeah, you can do like uh, the make your own type Barbie, like they do with for Funko Pops. Yeah, they made Funko Pops for Barbie. Did you see that? Oh, I'm sure they did. Which is like kind of like counterproductive, but I don't know. Hey, do what you got to do. I guess. Um, one. Uh, I do love the kind of montage of them um, unbrainwashing all the Barbies. Yeah, and she's just like doing the speech. And doing on, the like, speech. Let's talk yeah. about the speech. Hang on. Let's yeah, go back let's to the talk speech. about the speech. Yeah, the speech is great. Let's talk about Take that. It away. We very briefly mentioned the fact that the speech was in here, but. Yeah. Let's actually talk about it. I yeah. remember seeing a thing about the speech going into the movie, and I'm mm. like, that's that's nice. She's going to make a speech, of course. Yeah. But, like, the speech is so apt. It's so appropriate and such a good thing to have in the movie. Yeah. Because if you really want to make this movie about, like, what the woman experiences, mm-hmm. that speech sums it up mm-hmm. just perfectly. And I think having that in there just really, like, exempt, like, uh, not exemplifies, really, like, emphasizes kind of what the point of the movie is. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, so you have, like, this Barbie that is perfect, but that's not how women are. Mm-hmm. That's not how women will ever be seen, no matter how hard we try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are got to be healthy. You can't be skinny. You can't be fat. you got to be healthy. You can't complain. you got to do this. And it's just, it really exemplifies how women see themselves, how the world sees women, how other women see women. There's no right answer to what being a woman is. And the the movie exemplifies that well, but it's nothing more like just a real sucker punch to really show it off mm-hmm. than having that speech. And I think America Ferrera was absolutely the perfect person to yeah. do that. She, and the perfect character, too. Oh, absolutely. You couldn't have a Barbie do that speech. No. You needed a, a, a human in the human world to make that speech. Exactly. Because the Barbies don't understand that yet. It wouldn't have felt as authentic. And having her say that to all the Barbies and realize, like, what their place is, how, yeah. like, even they're being pushed down by the Kens at that point, mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know what? You're right. I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. but I still am. Yeah. I still am here. Mm-hmm. I'm still a woman. Yeah. Let me go back to my place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even comment on that the, as, as a man, so <laughs> you you nailed it. The montage of, like, I once, it's like such a little snippet. It's just, oh, are you watching The Godfather? Yeah. I've never seen it. Tell me about it. I felt personally attacked there, <laughs> even though I've never seen The Godfather. I don't think I have either. That's okay. It's long. I, yeah. And there's three of them. Exactly. Although I heard the third one you can skip. Anyway. That's good. Speaking of like the speech and the the whole that whole scene, um, I remember 
thinking this in my head when Margot Robbie is saying, like, I'm not pretty anymore. I'm like, you're really trying to get Margot Robbie to say that line. Yeah, and then like, they said it back to yeah, me. That's right. That's right. And then the, they broke the fourth wall and they had Helen Mirren say, like, no to filmmakers. Margot Robbie's the wrong person to cast if you're trying to make this point. And I'm like, ah, got it. It's like, yep, we're all on the, we're all on the same page like, here. Fine. You can have it. Fine. It's like, all right, fine. You're... We're all we're all thinking the same thing here. Yep. Even the movies thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I thought Margot Robbie was a great person for Barbie. Yeah, to begin with, she, she was just she is a Barbie. She's yeah, she's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Just is Margot Robbie. Can't com- can't compare to her. But then also like even in just kind of the like the ditzy Barbie moments, and then you think that it's like oh you you is she gonna express the emotion as the way that you want her to? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You, she, you could tell that, like, she really, like, put her body into feeling the yeah. way that you're supposed to for mm-hmm. that. I yeah, didn't phrase that well, but you know what I mean. No, and, like, like to your point about Margaret Robbie being perfectly cast, like, Margaret Robbie is a Barbie, in, or, like, in sort of perfectly, um, I don't want to say, like, encapsulates what this movie's trying to say in a way. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, Margaret Robbie is very, like, a stereotypical Barbie. She's a very beautiful actress and stuff, but... She's also a very intelligent young woman, and, mm-hmm. like, she's done a lot of diverse characters. Like, I, Tonya, we've talked about I, Tonya before, right? A little bit. Yeah, love that movie. You should see that movie. Mm-hmm. But she's done a lot, I've heard it's good. like, a wide <laughs> array like, of different films that, like, aren't just, like, her playing, like, the blonde side piece or exactly. bimbo. And she was a major force behind getting this movie made, too. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that she, she pushed for it the way she did. And I remember... Um, one other thing that I just remember her talking about that was like, you know what? I love you. Was, um, and we'll we'll get more into this mm-hmm. later, how I think it, she said that Christopher Nolan or somebody on the Oppenheimer team called her and mm-hmm. said, hey, can you guys move the Barbie release date? And she just <laughs> went, nope. Nope. Yeah, we're going to talk about Barbenheimer for sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll get there. We'll get mm-hmm. there. Did you, in your research, did you hear about any of the other actresses that potentially could have played Barbie? Um... Wasn't Amy Schumer up for Barbie at one Amy point? Amy Schumer is like this close. That, yeah. That's not that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then Anne Hathaway was at one point. Oh, she could have been good. Yeah. And I mean like yeah, you could put on a blonde wig, but yeah, I feel like Anne Hathaway could have done it. I think she would have been good. I think she's she's got a good enough emotional depth that she could have done that. Yeah. And then I guess Gal Gadot was also like really close too, but then oh, scheduling yeah. conflicts. I thought she was just supposed to be like another Barbie. I didn't think she was supposed to be Barbie. Yeah, I don't think I could have seen her as a main Barbie. No. Just because, well, one, like, she's she's Wonder Woman, so, like, let someone else have a Barbie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I don't, I mean, if we're trying to do stereotypical Barbie, mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, maybe I'm part of the problem right now, <laughs> trying to put women into these roles. One thing I will say, though, was um, I really enjoyed how, like, all of her, like, the friend Barbies were all actresses that maybe, like, I've seen, like, somewhere in, like, a side role or something. Yes. But nobody was just like, a, oh, you're a major movie star mm-hmm. that, like, I've seen in so many, other than Margot Robbie, of course. Yeah. But, like, uh, most of the other just, like, main Barbies that are, like, in her little, like, crew. Yeah. We're all people that, like, maybe I've seen once or twice, but mm-hmm. not people that I'm just like, it's you. It's, it's Gal Gadot. Yeah. Like, it's somebody that oh, I that would have been see. distracting. Exactly. It's somebody yeah. that I can see as a Barbie, not mm-hmm. somebody that I'm just like, that's Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, Issa Rae, I think, was the most notable. Yeah, the, I think the so. The president, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember where I've seen any of the other ones. One was in sex education. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emma Mackey. Yep. Yep. I haven't seen sex education, yeah. but I um, know that she's from uh, that. 
one of them was in the re- uh the last name is Ship, Alexandra Ship. Yeah, she was the one I was thinking of as well. Yeah, she was in some X Men movies. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But not like yeah. they're not very like they're not A listers like Margaret Robbie. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought that that was kind of a good choice because mm-hmm. it's just like okay, people that like maybe I've seen before, but it's like people that I can look at and just be like, these are babies. Yeah. Same with the Kens too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Simu Liu, like this is his biggest role since Shang Chi, mm-hmm. and obviously we all know and love Ryan Gosling. Let's talk about Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Well, I think it's just great that we don't have Chris Evans in this movie, but we have Chris Evans' brother. That in this made movie. me laugh. I love yeah, that. That was great. I didn't recognize him until after we walked out of the movie, and I think it was Don that just went, "Oh yeah, Scott Evans," and I Scott went, Evans. "Wait a second, Scott Evans, Scott Evans, no Star way, of the small screen Scott Evans." I love it. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Ryan Gosling and as Ken in this movie. <laughs> I remember when it was announced that Ryan Gosling was playing Ken in this movie, and everyone was like, no, wrong choice, he looks awful with the hair, he's too old for the role, this and that, eat your words, people. Eat your words. Eat your words. That man embodied Ken. You cannot tell me anyone else is suitable to sing, I'm just Ken. So much Kenergy. The Kenergy is flowing. No one else could have done that. It was amazing. That, whew, that was special. That yeah. matters. <laughs> there was some, Greta Gerwig pulled something special out of that man for um, a performance of a lifetime. Every interview that I watched with Ryan Gosling talking about this movie mm-hmm. was just golden. Yeah. I remember, I don't remember where it was, but it was some interview that he did that was like, what made you finally decide to be Ken? He's like, I went out in my backyard one day with my kids. <laughs> With my daughters, and I just found a doll in my backyard, and I don't know how it got there, but I figured it was a sign. And I was like, that's the most Ken thing that you could have said, ever. Some deep Ken perspective right there. <laughs> the Kenergy was, was ready, yeah. right there. My other favorite one, and I probably said it to you, did you ever see the G, you know the like GQ, What's in My Bag? No. I'm going to send it to you or show did it to you. Did he do one? Did. He did one as Ken. Oh, my God. He didn't do it as Ryan Gosling. He did it as Ken. And so he's just like, you got to put on the shades, but they're mirrored so that Barbie can use them to put on lipstick. <laughs> and then you have to have another pair that's darker so that you can hide the sadness so that Barbie can't see it because you can never risk bumming out Barbie. <laughs> I need to, please send that to me. I will. It's such a good video. But it's just every... And then, um, oh, what's the other one? Have you ever seen the one where it's him and Margot Robbie standing next to each other? I don't even know the context for the rest of it. And he just goes, can't make me look bad in front of the Americans. <laughs> and she just goes, I'm not American. And he just starts dying laughing. <laughs> Wait, is he is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. Okay. That's why he's so nice. I was going to say, I thought he was, I think he's from like Toronto. Okay. So him and Reynolds are from Canada. Yep. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, I think he's Toronto because Reynolds is Vancouver. Okay. All right. Could be wrong, but I think so. But yeah, he's Canadian and yeah. she's Australian. And he, didn't, I, and he didn't know that. He didn't remember that at the time. Wow. He was too deep in he his was, Ken persona. He was too deep. He was too deep. He forgot she was Australian. But he, he put in the energy for this movie. Yeah. I just remember, like, I see some of the screenshots of him, like, screaming. Like, you failed me. Or, like, I'll see you on the Malibu beach. And I'm like, wow, he's... The, really into this. The um, 
you you know how the Sublime line was improv? Yeah, it was like so many different takes. All the different takes of that with him just deciding what to yell yeah. are so funny. So good. I don't even remember what they are, but they're all so funny. No, I remember gold. one was like, finally my divine girl. Or yep. like my rainbow after the storm. <laughs> so dramatic. I love this guy. <laughs> I don't know how much he got paid, but it wasn't enough. He did great. It wasn't great. enough. He did great. And then he went all out on the musical number. Oh, my God. Did you hear the I'm Just Ken Holiday edition where he says Merry Christmas Barbie at the end? No, I haven't heard. <laughs> I've I, seen the ads for the album, but I haven't listened to it yet. I don't think there's any difference in the song other than those, like the background is Christmas year. And it just oh, okay. with, the end is just him just going, Merry Christmas Barbie. <laughs> The fact that they re-released the song just for three that, words, just for that, all right, is such a Ken move unto itself. It's so good. It's just, oh my god, no Ken. My one regret about this movie is that they didn't have Ryan Gosling and Will Ferrell share a scene. That would have been great. Reunite the knife guys, yes. from Jimmy Kimmel Live. <laughs> would have been perfect. That would have been so good. I yeah, I would have loved that. Yeah. Also, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but for some reason during the, the boardroom scene, I wasn't 100% sure Will Ferrell was, like, in the same room as Margot Robbie during those shots. Huh. Like, I don't know, like, it almost looked like they were using stand-ins or CGI or something. Oh, possibly. I wasn't paying close enough attention. I don't know. But that would make sense. Yeah. I feel, like, talking about, like, the practical uh, practical effects of everything in Barbie Land, there was something that was just really off to me about the Mattel building. Oh yeah, just like, entirely. Just big and gray. Yeah, not where you would find where you would make toys, preferably. Yeah. The the scene of her running through all the cubicles <laughs> just plays in my brain all the time. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but they, they this, run into each other and they scream. Uh, the um the scene of her getting out of the building and getting into Gloria's car and everyone's just like, "Do you have your card? I need to get through." They just like. You, you could just jump over it. <laughs> so she did. <laughs> Who's got their eye? Who's got their badge? I've got my left my badge. <laughs> I think they're all just escaped Kens, and they're just not willing to admit that. That's a good theory. Have you heard this theory that, hold on, that Elf, the Lego movie, and Barbie are connected? Uh, I've seen the Lego movie and Barbie, but I didn't see how Elf played into it. Actually, no, that makes sense, though. Yeah, like Buddy grows up, well grows up it becomes a becomes, becomes a toy you know per, perhaps like the head of a toy company yep yeah so to think buddy the elf to be the ceo of mattel one is perfect that's so good but two is also kind of sad to think that yeah i but didn't buddy think about got that. bit by the corporate greed bug hey no one's immune to it <laughs> even elves mm-hmm. but no i didn't think about that because i'd seen the um i hadn't thought about like the official connection between but i do remember seeing if i had a nickel for every time will ferrell played a ceo of a toy company yes. that's mm-hmm. kind of a, an antagonist in the in the movie i'd have two nickels which isn't a lot but it's, it's weird, weird that it happened, it happened twice. twice oh wonderful film it's just it's so fun. Yeah. There's a lot of the scenes, like, while they all have their, like, deep meanings. It's, at the end of the day, it's a fun... It was a great... I think summer was the perfect time for that movie to come out. Yeah. It's a very, just, like, summer blockbuster to just go see. Yeah. For... Just for fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of... It brought kind of movies alive. It's fun, but it alive. makes you think. Yeah. It kind of yeah. brought, like, a good atmosphere to just go to the movies over the summer. Yeah. Speaking of movies over the summer, uh, the Barbenheimer phenomenon. Yeah. Uh... You saw Oppenheimer. I did. You saw it 
after Barbie? Yes. Okay. I think I saw it the next weekend. I saw okay. them not necessarily back to back, but I saw them relatively close yeah. to each other. I saw Oppenheimer the day before we oh, saw Barbie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I could never have seen those two movies together. Yeah, that would have been some whiplash. Well, it's not even the whiplash. It's just like Oppenheimer gave me like so much existential dread. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That ending just kind of like left me like, oh, cool. So we're all like on yeah so. borrowed time here. Yeah. Because Oppenheimer lit the match. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one was a heavy one. And I just remember thinking, imagine if I just went over to Barbie right now. <laughs> it would have been a, like, because you go from like Oppenheimer being like, man, I, I set the world on fire. And then like you have Lizzo screaming, pink. Take the night away. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just sitting there like. Oh my God! Oppenheimer doomed us all. Yeah, yeah. I I think it, interestingly enough, like I think part of what makes these movies work well together is the fact that they have a similar enough vibe, and the fact that both of them just kind of give you an existential crisis, but for different reasons. Yeah, for sure. One makes you think about your position in the world, and the other one makes you think, "Uh oh, the world's not going to last long." Nope. And I, I Hollywood's definitely going to try and recreate the Barbenheimer phenomenon, but you just can't. You just have to let two movies accidentally get scheduled on the same day. Hey, Saw Patrol is coming up soon. Saw Patrol. <laughs> Actually, no. Did Saw Patrol come out already? I think it already happened. I think it already happened. I'm, I'm no, late. wait. Yes, it did. I think so. Because I think it was October or like November. It definitely happened last year. I think so. I think it happened in 2023. And then the Eras Tour movie was supposed to come out during a horror movie, but then the horror movie chickened out. Oh, come on. Well, I mean, they weren't going to make money. Uh, exactly. They weren't going to beat the Swifties. Nah, you're not going to get there. No. So, I, there's always talk about a Barbie sequel. Would you want a Barbie sequel? No. I wouldn't want a sequel, per se. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of what this movie has started. Mm-hmm. Have you seen everything about them like starting, not necessarily a Mattel cinematic universe, but how they're oh, yeah. starting like all the toy Mattel wants movie? movies on everything. I think that's an awful idea. Some of them I'm like... Listen, you can do a good Thomas the Tank Engine film. True. You can have my money. You, If you make it a good one, you make it a bad one, you're not getting my money. I, I loved, after seeing Barbie, just scrolling through the, like, ideas or, like, announced ones that are coming out. Yeah. Because it's just like, why did you think this would work? Daniel Kaluuya is doing a Barbie movie? No, he's doing Barney. Barney. What did I say? You Bar- said Barbie. Barbie. I'm getting them mixed up. I would up. see a Daniel Kaluuya in a, a, in a Barbie, Barbie movie. movie. Yeah, I would. I love Daniel Kaluuya. He'd be yeah. great. But I really want to know what this Barney movie is going to be like. I'm a gritty Barney movie as what well. Is it, how can you make a gritty Barney movie? I have no idea. I'm, Did they like leave him alone like at the curious. playground and he got bitter? Because <laughs> that, that's... Take that's, my money. I that's see going it. into Winnie the Pooh blood and honey territory, and I'm <laughs> not here for that. Never again. <laughs> Never again. Protect the public domain. Ooh, Mickey's date is our Steamboat Willie's Less date. than 24 hours. <laughs> Two horror films. They were ready. They were just they were they were making these films in secret, and then the day came and they're like, "Yeah, we Here made them." All we're, right, we're ready. Uh, but there's so many. Like, there's like a Polly Pocket one that's coming. There's like, um, what are you going to do about Polly Pocket? I don't even remember. No, there's some like ridiculous ones. There's like a silly putty one or something like how that. How could you do? <laughs> no, there's some that I just remember reading, and I was like, "How are you going to make a movie about this?" Truly. How do you make a Polly Pocket? I think it's with Lena Dunham as well. 
If I Why? Ever, if I'm thinking of the right movie. Why and how? I could be thinking of the wrong movie. There's but, so many. But I think that that is uh, uh, something that is has in talks and real. And I... Oh, who said it? Oh, what's his face? What's the guy's name? Who plays the agent in Ant-Man 2? Walton Goggins. No, 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 no. No. Um, oh, Randall Park. That guy, Randall yeah. Park. Randall Park summed it up perfectly. He had a quote where somebody asked him about it, and he's just like, why are we making all these movies? We all missed the point of what Barbie said. Stop making movies about toys. Make movies about women. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, you, you, my friend, have you summed it. it up perfectly. You <sighs> did it. You broke it down to its bare essentials. <laughs> Now you have to give the speech multiple times to all these executives. Exactly. Say, say it with your full chest, buddy. Put it out there. You said it. Stand by it. But, like, that's real. I think that um, the idea of a Barbie sequel would be wrong. They yeah. told the story. I think it would be interesting as maybe, like, a little short to mm-hmm. see Barbie in the real world because yeah. I'm curious. But at the same time, I don't think it's necessary. No. Like, I, you kind of you get the gist by just having Barbie be in the real world. She came into herself, and I think it would be interesting to see where... I would I would watch a Barbie Christmas special. I would do that. I want to see a Barbie Christmas special. Yeah. But I don't want a sequel. A little follow-up? Yeah. I want see sh- how she's doing at Christmas? Ken comes and visits her. We... I might watch a Ken film. Oh. Um, maybe. I don't know about a full film. Again, maybe like a short film. Short film. I, yeah. Like I, like, I would be interested to see where the, the characters come, but I don't think... Like, I don't think having a full-length story would add anything. Yeah. I don't think that it would be a bad thing, but I don't think that it's necessary. I mm-hmm. don't think that it should exist per se. Okay. Do we think Barbie's going to become an is it destined to be a classic? Oh, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. I don't think you can have the bi- one of the biggest movies of the summer and not become a classic. I yeah. think uh, I we only kind of briefly brushed on just the phenomenon that was, but this movie like when did they announce this movie the first time? Do you remember? I think it was like it's been in the works for a long, long time. It's been in the works for years. But I know, like, 2022 is when we started, like, hearing, like, who's being cast and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just every time anything came out about this movie, mm-hmm. there was so much buzz about it. Yeah. I remember seeing something that said that um, they put up just a pink billboard somewhere. Just, it was just pure pink, nothing yeah. else on it. But you could look at it and go, Barbie is coming. Mm-hmm. That is the signature of a, just not even just a, a well-done marketing department. That is such a smart move that even to this day, after the whole phenomenon's over, you could look at that pink billboard and go, Barbie. Yeah. The, that mo- this movie has left such an impact that, like, there's no way it can't become a classic, yeah. I think. And then Barbie's not going away. The doll. No, absolutely. If anything, Barbie's just, the stocks are up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, little girls are going to grow up and they're like, Mom, is there a Barbie movie? And, like, there sure is. And then they're going to show on the Barbie Nutcracker. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, there's been Barbie movies. There's a ton of to Barbie one. movies. Oh, I have friends with them who are obsessed with them. And they might be listening. Or, well, Katie might listen to this. So, uh, I've never seen any of them. I had a, I had a friend. Uh, hi, Emily, if you're listening. She went to a trivia night for the Barbie movies. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of them. I'm, I have friends who could absolutely participate in those and probably do well, I think. But, um... Even just to continue with the phenom- phenomena, like, I don't think we were the, the the strongest on this, but even just everyone, just the uh, phenomena of everyone wearing pink to the movies. Yeah. And just kind of everybody seeing it. No, no matter what, everyone that I, like, when we were standing in the theater waiting for everybody to show up. Lots of pink. 
lots of pink, and one of the things that I noticed was everyone was in groups. There was yes. no one that was coming in individually. Mm-hmm. You, just, you would always see a group of people coming in, mm-hmm. and you would be like, those guys are going to Barbie. <laughs> That we were playing Barbie or Oppenheimer. Yeah. We are theater camp. Theater camp. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Oh, man. That was fun. I like doing that. Yeah. But, like, you could always tell that, like, somebody's going to Barbie. They're going with friends. They're going with a group. Mm-hmm. It was it was an affair for everybody to go to. Yeah. It wasn't just like, uh, oh, a movie came out. We can go see it. It was, no, no, no. We're going to go make a plan, the group of us, all of us. Mm-hmm. We're going to go enjoy Barbie together. Yeah. Like, we didn't see it for, like, a few weeks after it came out. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks, and it was still, like... And it was still really full. Yeah. You, I, I think with this, the... And it wasn't... This isn't even just, like, like Avatar, where it's, like, a movie that has made so much money and no one remembers it. Mm-hmm. This is... I remember specifically talking about this in my senior project, it, a movie, just because it made a lot of money doesn't mean that it's going to be a classic, mm-hmm. but it's about the experience and kind of the connection to it. And if you're going to see it in a group, you're going, you have the experience of wearing the pink, you have the experience of planning it all out with everybody, you have the experience of every time a new poster came out for it, you're like, yep. I'm so excited for this. Mm-hmm. You made a, um, this, this Barbie is this poster on Instagram, like. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. The amount of people that, that pay, that just have so much um, connection to this movie. There's no way it can't become a classic because mm-hmm. there's so much experience behind the film. Yeah. Because the way, not even just within the marketing, you can tell that every woman was excited for this movie because mm-hmm. they made we made a woman movie. <laughs> it's not even just like, oh, this is an action movie, but the woman is now the main star. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a movie for women. Directed and written and starring. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. This movie, and it's 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 also a movie, and I think that not enough movies really do the, do this. Celebrate femininity, femininity. Yeah, it's not just like a oh, it's a masculine type woman doing her thing. No, it's it's a woman being celebrated for being a woman, and mm-hmm. then all of these other women who are also being celebrated and not downplayed for being any less of a woman just because mm-hmm. they don't exhibit this. I keep kicking you. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. No, I'm you're sorry. fine. I keep I'm moving around. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Side note, have you heard, like, a squeak throughout this episode? I think I've heard it a couple of times. Is it, it's one of our chairs. I don't know which one. Now, now we can't create it. Ah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, we know what we're talking about. But yeah. that's, like, the, one of the, let's think that's really exciting to see this woman-led, woman-produced, woman-created movie mm-hmm. that even that women can get behind, men can get behind, anyone can get behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's in every way meant for anyone to go see, really. Yeah. It might not be a, a kid's movie, per se, but, mm-hmm. like, once kids who played with Barbies kind of grow up and are like, I want to go watch the Barbie movie. Yeah. That'll be a nice coming-of-age moment. Exactly. It's like, I've played with Barbie. Like, if you're a kid and you played with Barbies your whole life, you're going to grow up and just see Margot Robbie as, like, the hero that you had since you were a kid. And you're going right. to see... And if you had other Barbies, like... You see Issa Rae President Barbie. You see yeah. all of these Barbies that you grew up with and loved, and you see them portrayed as mm-hmm. strong women on the screen the way that you thought of them when you were a kid. Yeah. That's for awesome. Sure. Mm-hmm. And just uh, that is going to last. Yeah. There's, I, there's no way it doesn't. And, I th- and even I think just Ryan Gosling's Kennedy is going to last a while. Yeah. No, he did the Christmas album. Exactly. So people are still writing. I think it's on a short list for. Uh, Oscar so. best song. I yeah. think 
I I was I know we kind of briefly talked about the songs and all just kind of I know I'm kind of talking about big stuff here, but I think the music for this movie is awesome as well. Yeah, no, between it's like the Lizzo songs, I really love kind of the range of songs that they have. You yeah. start off with like the very fun poppy, the just, fun poppy, and yeah. then you get to the Billie Eilish song. Yeah, and like which the, is like an underrated song. I feel like yeah, I've just started like really getting into that one. I I'm not a huge fan of the song itself, but I think within the context of the movie, it is perfect. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything about this song. Yeah. I think it works really well. And so you kind of, again, you start off with just the very fun, poppy mood, and then you kind of get into, like, the questioning kind of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, like I said, I have the cubicle scene playing in my head all the time. The song that plays in the cubicle scene is stuck in my head all the time as well. I'm so sorry. Speed Drive. (laughs) Speed Drive, yep. Uh, By Charlie XCX. Then there's the, uh, the end credits song. I can't remember. Who sings that one? Oh, um. Is it Cardi B? Yes. Yeah. I think so. And then the Dua Lipa song. Yeah. It's been stuck in my head forever. Oh, yeah. That one's one's stuck in my head all the time, too. Yeah. But I also, and just, you have another, again, just another, just a bunch of women. More songs by women. Yeah. And just being put in, and they're all just treated as just perfect for what's going on. Mm -hmm. Other than I'm just Ken. Yeah. And I forgot about John Cena playing the <laughs> Mermaid Ken. This movie's so shocking. Yeah. People is so cool. But to to even like build on that whole like thing, like this movie's like sticking power. Uh, Ashley and I went to a Fenway, yeah, a Fenway game, a Red Sox game at Fenway. <laughs> I know sports. Nice. Um, and it was Barbie night. Ooh. And this was late September, mind you. Oh. Yeah. And so yeah. we got like all we got like special T-shirts. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Kenway. Kenway Park. Kenway Park. And people were dressed up. That's awesome. Yeah. And, like, that's really cool to see at, like, a sports event. When you think of sports as being, like, a Mm male-dominated thing to go see. And you have Barbie night. That's fun. I like that. And the Sox won. Good night all around. Woo! They were already not eligible for playoffs, but... Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, well. That's not this... This isn't a sports podcast. (laughs) Leave that to Anthony. Just a little bias. Throwing a shout out to them. I could take your job again, Anthony. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in. Come back. All right. But um, we've covered a lot. We have. I one other thing that I I, I kind of started in on a little bit ago, but I kind of want to. Um, I'll say this, and then I'll go back to like the final final thing sure. that I'll talk about. No, go ahead. But. With Barbenheimer, mm-hmm. having two incredibly different movies, mm-hmm. and kind of not just having them at the same time, but I think having those two different movies and creating such an atmosphere for going to the theaters was mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing to have over the summer. Yeah. Not even just creating, like, the Barbenheimer phenomena. Having these two incredibly different, but both incredible movies. Mm-hmm. I know we haven't talked about Oppenheimer, but it's it's a really good movie. It is a very good movie. We, yeah. I would recommend it to yeah. people. A lot of existential dread. When you finish it. But. Absolutely. Can't argue with that. But I think it is worth a watch. Yeah. And no, for sure. both of those movies, like, you have, I haven't seen this kind of drive to go to the theaters for anything in so long. Yeah. Not since no, pre-pandemic. And I kind of have felt like a more desire to go back to the theaters mm-hmm. after this all happened. Like, I, yeah. there was, like, the occasional movie that I was going to see, but I didn't, like, but I wasn't paying attention to what was coming out, really. Yeah. But I think kind of within, from the summer to now, mm-hmm. in the last, like, six or so months, it's been like, a, oh, what's playing the movies? Yeah. What can I go see? Mm-hmm. Like, what's out right now? And I think that 
and then part of it might just be kind of the fact that like res- the pandemic is kind of fading out a little bit and mm-hmm. like i know that sure. people are still getting sick but like it's more commonplace to go out and do stuff again it's, it's really cool to have the experience of going back to the theater again and seeing so many people excited to go back to it the, you don't nearly get the same drive or, or excitement for sitting on your couch and watching things at no. home it's yeah. it's so much better when you go to a theater. You just kind of you feel it so much more, and mm-hmm. and there's just I feel like there's been a lot more diversity in the things that are coming out in the theaters again. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like I feel like a lot more original movies have kind of been circulating a little bit more. Yeah, there's a lot more interesting and different movies that have come out. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the the selection has kind of been a lot more diverse and. Yeah. There's been a lot more to go see, and it's been more fun to go see something at the theaters as opposed to just another Marvel sequel. Yeah. No offense to Mar- Marvel, no. but just... The no, crowds cut. are back at the movies, and really, they're not coming back for Marvel movies, uh, exactly. sadly. Because there have been some good ones. There, there have been it. some good ones. Which is to, to Guardians 3. <laughs> if yeah. You have, haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, there's there's been a lot more fun things to go see, and uh, everyone's just complaining. Oh, there's too many superhero movies out. Barbie's not a superhero oh, not movie. Not a superhero movie. Oppenheimer's not a superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, Holdovers <laughs> is not a superhero. Holdovers is not a superhero movie. There's been a lot more interesting things that have come out, and it's just at the end of the day, it, it theaters kind of still have their problems that they need to pick up on. But mm-hmm. I feel like they're making the right steps towards creating the atmosphere of it's fun to go to the movies again. Yeah. It's still expensive to go to the movies. Exactly. And yeah. like I said, they're taking the steps. Yeah. But it, I, I also yeah. think movies cost too much to make now these days. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like Hugh Grant getting paid $10 million <laughs> to play in Oompa Loompa. I, on that same website, it said that Timothy Chalamet and, uh, oh, what's his name? I got his face. Hugh Grant? No, the cop. Oh, Keegan-Michael Key. Thank you. Keegan-Michael Key. They both got paid to combine what Hugh Grant got paid. That's dumb. Right? That's dumb. For a movie that Hugh Grant didn't even want to be in. That's dumb. First of all, Timothy Chalamet is the titular character in the movie. He got paid $9 million. <laughs> And Keegan-Michael Key got paid a million. The system isn't broken. It's a mess. The system isn't broken. And Hugh it's Grant, for very little screen time, might I add you... Ten million. Ten million dollars. He got his bag and ran, though. Yeah, he ran. He ran. He ran. On his little Oompa Loompa legs, he ran. <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't mind Wonka, but it wasn't for me. Yeah, it was It was fine. I didn't, like, it's not something I would watch a lot of. I really enjoyed uh, you every couple scenes just going, this is unhinged. It was very unhinged. That was crazy. Dude. Someone pulls out a gun in a Willy Wonka movie. The, it had the wrong fear-mongering, I think. Someone pulls out a... There's straight-up attempted murder in a Willy Wonka movie. Well, you make the argument in other movies, those kids could be dead. Hmm? <laughs> I, I did, Just quick t- side note for, for thoughts on Wonka while we're here, but I know it's while not... While we're here. While we're yeah. here. It's not relevant, but... I. Wonk, like, the other Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, and I, this is actually, like, I texted Katie this after we left the movie, because mm-hmm. I told her I was going to see it. It's, every other iteration of Wonka, 
he's like un- a little unsettling, but he's kind of yeah. got the mystical charm to him. But you kind of he doesn't have the he has he's just very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I feel like I knew what Timothy Chalamet's next move was going to be every step of the way. Yeah, Chalamet also had some really unhinged like facial expressions in he that did. movie. He had some unhinged moments, but he didn't feel like he didn't have kind of the unsettling. Mm-hmm. I just thought the whole thing would just like felt more like drugs than murder. Yeah. Just the wrong, wrong settling. In my head, I kept thinking, like, "Oh wait, this is based off a Roll Doll book. No wonder this is so like yeah, exactly off the rails." But back to Barbie. Back to Barbie. Okay. Like like Barbie and Wonka and Oppenheimer and Holdovers and Poor Things and um, the Hunger Games prequel. Yeah. Like the the like, movies are back in full swing. Like I feel like I've gone more to the theaters in the last like I'll include. I'll include May, because I'm pretty sure that's when Guardians came out. Yeah, May. I'll include May. I've gone to the theaters more since May than I have in the last, like, two years. Yeah. I've, I've seen Guardians, Barbie, Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. Boys in the Boat, Wonka. I've seen so many things, and, like, none of them are, like, the same. Yeah. Like, everything I just named there has drastically different, mm-hmm. like, stories and, and themes and just... Mm-hmm ideas behind them and all of those are original stories they're yeah. not just a sequel to something else mm-hmm. no so. i try to go to the movies at least I, I would say on average i probably go to the movies like three four times a month that's good yeah but it's, I, and it's always different yeah i've been trying to go a lot more since i'm home right now but yeah but I, again it's expensive exactly yeah. i can only go so many times mm-hmm. anyway barbie but Let's let's. I think we we've done a pretty good job here. Yeah, d- we'll do the we'll do the thing uh, to wrap it up. You can keep it personal. Uh, why does Barbie matter to you? Barbie matters to me because it between the movie itself and kind of the Barbenheimer phenomena, it is just unforgettable with what it means to the masses. What it means to. Um, movies what it means to individual people it's a movie for the people mm-hmm. at the end of the day you can make the arguments of oh this movie um over exaggerizes uh womanhood and uh it it villainizes men and it just puts women up too much and or you could go the other way and say that it just it means that men are a bad thing and that women are are the ultimate power you think if you see it as the polar ends of that, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not... You didn't. You saw the movie, but you didn't see it correctly, I mm-hmm. think. It's a movie that even... Even with the amount of feminist tones and representation tones, which are all extremely important, it is a movie about yourself. Anyone can see this movie. Anyone can put themselves in the shoes of Barbie, as Ken, as Gloria, the, as Sasha. I remember there mm-hmm. were a lot of things that, just, like... I again, funny little side story. I think I could cosplay as Sasha. I think half of the clothes she wears, <laughs> like there's several things that she wears that I'm like, I own that. Nice. I have those clothes. <laughs> cool. So it's like, it, even I don't know if I would look at Barbie and call her a fascist, but there's several things of like, you go out with your parents and you're like, why are you doing this? And mm-hmm. kind of the growing up aspect of it. And but like, you can see yourself as Gloria, who is grown up and kind of trying to like fit in with everyone to find herself and. Mm-hmm. You can resonate with so many of the characters for so many different reasons. You can look at it as a feminist movie, and it is, but it is a movie about yourself, finding your place, who you are, and how other roles that have been predefined do not fit you. 
you are your own person. You can fit whatever role you want to fit. And that's even, that's what Barbie the movie did. Mm -hmm. It came at a time where superhero movies were the big thing to go see. Mm -hmm. Or, well, they're kind of on the... Not even really anymore. They're kind of on the out. But at the same time, where, like, I'd I'd even say, like, action movies are the thing that everyone wants to see right now. That's, like, the biggest thing. This isn't an action movie by any any standards. They brought back a different theme. They brought back the idea of just a colorful, fun movie to Mm -hmm. go see that just anyone can go see, can enjoy, can find something they like about it, whether it's the music, the the production of it, even if you want to just go look at Margot Robbie or Ryan Gosling. (laughs) There's so many... I think it was my chair. I heard it. Okay. Anyway. There's so many things about this movie that you can find something to enjoy. You can find something that will resonate with you. I I think it might have been the second time watching where I really, like, felt that. Where I was like, you know what? This movie is not just about, like, finding Barbie's place. Mm-hmm. It's about finding everyone's place. Place, yeah. And just... Um, I remember, like, talking to Finn about it as we were leaving, and I was just like, what'd you think? Like, I know you're a guy. What do you think? And he kind of had similar thoughts to you, where he's like, I see where, where like, all the ideas come from, but yeah. like, he, he resonated with it in his own ways. Mm-hmm. So even though he's not a man, or, no, he is a man. Sorry, I didn't say that right. <laughs> sorry, Finn, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. My bad. <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> Where he is a man, but he enjoyed it, and he had things to resonate with it. Mm-hmm. Katie saw it, liked it, resonated with it in so many ways, to a point where it brought her to tears. Mm-hmm. Like, we both saw it together and loved it and enjoyed it. And I know so, this is one of those movies that it wasn't just like a, oh, did you go see it? It was like, you can just assume that people saw it, really. Yeah, really. I don't think I know anyone that hasn't seen it. I think I know one person who hasn't seen it, or that I've talked to and said they haven't seen it. And it's because I'm really close friends with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend was was like, I'm going to make him watch it. Good. We're going to go see it. It's a We're good movie. So it's like you, everyone's kind of like has a similar opinion on it where it's like, you know what? We're going to see this. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're gonna like feel what it is. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. It's, it, it is like we went on earlier. This movie is destined to become a classic. It's only been out for six months, but... With the amount that it can resonate with an audience, with the amount of just connection that it can make with anybody, mm-hmm. it's be- it's bound to be a classic, or at least yeah. by the standards that we set during my senior project. Yeah. If nothing else... Started this will- it all. Exactly. If nothing else, this will become a classic to us, but I assume that it will become a classic to others as well. I agree. Yes. That's a good note to end on. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The, bo- the blockbuster is back. The, exactly. The, the bar buster? No, stop. No. I'm sorry. Time to go. And on that note. Uh, another wonderful visit. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much. Can't wait for you to come back again. Yep. Even if it has to be where I plug the phone into this machine. <laughs> I, or, or, I, or I have to bring this machine to California. I'm sure. Customs. No, it's not customs, but TSA won't have a problem with it. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. I. This is not the last time that I'll be here in person. I'm sure of it. No, it won't. It, so. it might be for a, a minute, but I'm sure that there's no way that I won't be back in this studio. Good. I'm glad. All right. 
Folks, thank you for listening again. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me about the show or maybe you got some movie recommendations, you can reach me at MoviesThatMatterPod at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram at MoviesThatMatterPod. And the Twitter is dead. <laughs> I deleted the Twitter. Oh, no. So we can't make that joke anymore. No. R.I.P. Movies That Matter. Or the movies Tommy that Wiseau. Matter. I mean, maybe I'll make a Threads if Threads takes <laughs> off. Threads isn't really taking off. Nah. It kind of yeah. died after the first week. Yeah. I never even bad. made one. Yeah. So just stick with the Instagram, I guess. It's an exciting one. Go yeah. check it out. Mm. All right. And, folks, you know the real world is scary. So, you know. As proven by Barbie. As proven by Barbie and Oppenheimer. Exactly. So, you know, don't forget to love each other and watch what you love. Don't worry about the critics. Don't worry about the Rotten Tomatoes score or the box office numbers. Entertainment is subjective, and that's not a bad thing. Thank you once again for listening to Movies That Matter. I've been your host, Chris Flaherty, with my friend Liz Gillespie. Thank you, and have a good night.